You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host and Micah. Andy, just had us to, two doing yeah, yeah. Uh, in the intro tonight, Andy had to hop off, take care of uh, some children that are misbehaving. So, <laughs> Micah, we're gonna take care of the we, intro, get the sponsors. We, we have a group text. We have a group text, and Andy's like, "Hey guys, I might have to hop off here. Um, my daughter won't go to bed." <laughs> Micah replies, "Have you tried hitting her?" <laughs> Hey man, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what my dad always said. <laughs> Sounds like you were just saying, beat the child's ass. Uh, everybody, he was joking. Hey, sometimes you got to do. Micah's got a really stupid sense do, of humor, but uh, uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we're recording this actually the Tuesday that our Missouri Woods and Water Rut Recap came out, and we recorded our Rut Recap. Um, like six days ago, something like that. And we actually had a few things happen since then um, to continue yeah, to pour. Why don't you tell everybody about that? Yeah, to continue to pour salt in my wound. Um, you know, it was a cool, I mean, because it wouldn't have happened otherwise. But so Andy's got some extended family that has some property up north um, that he's got permission to go hunt. And we've never, he's never hunted it. Um, I don't think so, at least. And so, um, you know, after you killed Baraka, uh, there's just nothing, like, there's nothing on camera anywhere that we hunt, and I've hunted a few times after you've killed him, and I haven't seen nothing, so, you know, just kind of, you won't shut up about coyotes, and, you know, I'm still worried about deer, so, you know, it's just kind of, anyway, Friday night, Andy calls me, and he's like, hey, um, if you got permission, would you want to go up north with me? to this this family farm that i've got permission on and i'm like sure yeah so because andy wants to check it out too you know it's kind of like new for both of you so uh andy was gracious enough because andy's already killed a rifle buck so um he doesn't have a tag and where i forgot to mention where this property is it's in a cwd county and so the rifle season has been extended i guess you'd call it for five days or whatever it was in that county so um, I'm like, sure, I'll go. And so we, we took my rifle up there. He took his bow and, uh, we're hunting it. And, and basically this property is a, a big CRP field, um, with some timber fingers running through it. And it's actually really cool looking, but, um, so it's basically CRP and we set up and we actually see like three deer walking in. We have a young spike walk right in behind us, you know, some cool stuff happened. And then, um, you know, it was about 10 o'clock and we hadn't seen anything in a while. And this big ass squirrel was pissing us off behind us, so <laughs> Andy shot it with his with his bow and arrow, which is totally legal, uh, with his with his bow. And uh, you know, we we posted a funny thing about you know shooting a booner, and um, you know, we were kind of done at that point. So we decided we were going to leave, but on our way out, we decided to walk 
the the edge of the property, I guess you'd call it the timber edge, because one, we've never been there before, and you know, just kind of wanted to see it. And you know, I have a rifle, and hopefully, you know, we were to see something, right? So we we do that, and we don't see anything. Uh, I I bump a few does, and that's about it. And then we we get to where we're about to stop, and I'm like, man, I'd I'd like to go check the creek out just to see it. You know, and he's like, all right. Well, so I go to do that, and all of a sudden I hear, Nathan, come back here. And I go back, and he's like, there's a buck in that CRP, on that knob in the CRP. And he's a shooter. He's a shooter, and he's going from left to right. He's going to come out on the right side, be ready. And it was just at 200 yards, probably a little less than that. And so I get set up, and nothing ever happens. He doesn't ever come out. And so... Andy and I thought that what happened was he continued on around that knob and down into a drainage where we couldn't see him anymore, working either away from us or or kind of parallel to us. We couldn't tell, obviously. At that moment, I let a grunt out just to see if we could get him to turn. That might play into the story later, but at that moment, I let a grunt out and we, you know, nothing happened. So we decide, hey, let's try to cut him off or at least like see if we can see where he's going if you walk the other direction. So we get down into this right. this low point in the CRP and work our way up. And then we work our way to the kind of, I guess you'd call it to the base of the knob where we, we last saw him. And right about that time, we kind of start talking and we're like, what if, what if he bedded down right here? And Andy's like, well, I saw him walking, but you know, I guess that's possible. And I'm like, you know, should I, should I let a grunt out or not? And Andy's like, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, just try, give it a shot. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just around the other side of the knob and, you know, we can't tell. So I do it and we wait for maybe 15 seconds, which I think was a fatal flaw and we don't see anything. So our, our idea was we're going to work around the knob on the downwind side so that when we get to the other side, if he's walking the way we thought he might have walked, you know, we could probably see him. So I take maybe two steps, and he was laying down in that dark CRP at 15 to 20 yards, pops up, and takes off. And when Andy first saw him, he just saw good tine length. That's all he saw. You know, he, he couldn't tell, you know, how big or what right. he really was. And when he got up, both of us were like, oh, fuck. He was at least 160 plus. And he was oh, wow. he was nice. And what happened was when Andy first saw him, he must have bedded down right at, at that moment or had gotten up and laid back down because where Andy saw him was where he was bedded. So, um, you know, both of us kind of kicked ourselves a little bit because we're like, fuck, if... Like, if we would have known that, we would have just been patient and stayed there and, you know, grunted, sure. maybe tried to, you know, rake a tree just to get him to stand up, and then Nate's got a freaking rifle at 180 yards. Like, he's done. But right. um, we didn't know that, and what we thought happened was he was cruising, and, you know, he was working away from us. So we were, in essence, trying to catch him. And, unfortunately, we, we thought wrong, and... That's uh, what happened. So after I um, inserted the end of the rifle into my mouth, um, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> um, you know, I uh, 
we both were not very happy because you know it was it would have been an awesome story you know we were hunting together it was cool uh i did get to try taco bell breakfast on the way home for the first time delicious ain't it that was good uh had the uh, crunch wrap i think it was so i mean that's a positive dude i love taco bell so but yeah my um my deer season is kicking me straight in the nuts even worse so that's cool that's nice and then we did go back the next morning it's it snowed that night and so we're like oh dude this and we went back the next morning and we saw a few first thing and that was it so um we, I didn't assume we'd see him again because while he didn't smell us, I'm pretty certain he saw us. So I didn't think he'd be back. Sure. But, you know, never been on that farm. Who knew what was what was going to be there? Uh, right. I mean, yeah, you never know. So that happened. Well, kudos for trying, for sure. Yep. Yeah, Sunday, uh, the original plan, because this last weekend was the second portion of youth season. And uh, originally I was planning on taking – my wife, she was out of town, and she got back Saturday midday. And originally, I was going to take Brindley uh, Sunday evening to see if we could get her on something, you know, just to get out. And uh, she ended up getting sick, was throwing up all day Sunday, so we didn't go. But Amy got back in town. I was like, you know what? Uh, do you mind if I try? You know, I'll, I'll, I plan on sticking a dough still. Right. And so I went out there, man, I had a really, really good hunt. Uh, I had, I think I saw three or four different bucks, like no shooters, but like just the activity was awesome. So quite a few does, but uh, I told myself, I was like, only time I'm going to take a doe, like is if, you know, conditions are perfect as far as, you know, a great shot opportunity, you know, 20 yards, 30 yards max sort of thing. And I saw a few does and they just, anytime I was about ready to pull my bow back, uh, she'd get bumped by a buck, you know, mm-hmm. a little guy that would push her around. So, so it didn't end up uh, shooting anything, but I uh, saw two bucks fighting off in the distance out in the timber. So that was pretty cool. I mean, it was, it was a really good hunt, but uh, you know, obviously didn't make anything happen, but it was just fun being out in the woods. I love, I love hunting in the timber with snow on the ground. No, that because might be my favorite so thing. More. Yeah. It, it, when it comes to hunting, I, it, it's probably is my hunt. My favorite thing is hunting with a nice inch, two inches of snow on the ground out in the timber that you can't beat it. Um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty much sums up the rest of that. That gets us, that gets us to now. To so today, much yeah. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, hopefully, I don't but, continue the um, streak of recording a podcast and then fucking up on a giant Missouri whitetail. So yeah, you still got we still got late season, man. Hopefully, you know these properties that we have permission, they got some food on them. So hopefully, they stick around and uh, right. come back and maybe dance. Um, but uh, today's show, we actually have uh, Brady Stockman and his twin brother, uh, Landon Stockman. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, this is the first had, This is the first podcast I think we've ever done where we actually pivoted our podcast in the middle of it. Because yeah, Brady yeah, was kind of telling part, his story, big. and and then he's, he's like, well, actually, once I killed him, it kind of tied into Landon's story. So we're like, well, why don't Landon tell his right after you? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we get we get two tails of the chase right. in one. 
Right. Yeah, no, for sure. So it, it was a really good story. You know, Landon kills his first during Bo, and then uh, – no, I'm sorry, uh, Brady, Brady kills yep. his first. Yeah, and then Landon kills his during rifle season. So uh, we get into that. Uh, super cool guys over there at uh, Triple Beam. Yep. Yeah, uh, we got to meet them at uh, the Heartland premiere this last winter or this last summer. And uh, nice yep. guys. Uh, I ended up talking to them for quite a while outside. Um, I was going to the bathroom, and they were just outside the bathrooms and ended up talking to them and uh, their buddy out, out there for a little while. And somebody's girlfriend was with them. I can't remember which ones. but um, Right. So I think it was after you left with your son. But um, had had a good time there. And, um, yeah, they're good guys. And, um had some success this year so make sure you check them out over at triple beam outdoors on youtube and and the social medias um but let's get into our sponsors real quick before we uh do this show uh let's start with i don't know weber outfitters our boys over at weber outfitters and hawk point uh weberoutfitters.com um they've got some stuff coming up this will come out shit when will this come out is it december i think it will be december um december i don't care about the date yet just december very quickly they're going to be having their coyote hunt come up which is the i think january 13th if i'm not looking at a calendar right now but i think i'm right on that uh they'll be having their their i guess their first annual uh coyote hunt and um yeah they they partnered up with uh movets outdoors and i think they kind of took over the nemo tournament if i'm correct on that i'm not sure um, there's a coyote tournament up there that yeah they're going to be partnering with and so it's going to be uh hosted yeah. by weber outfitters we're going to try our best to, to either be there or hunt it or both and um it'll be fun so make sure you check out uh there will be a flyer we're going to post it probably once we get it and uh sh- send a link to the facebook page i don't have that stuff yet so I think we're going to get it get right. it soon from uh, from Kirsten. So, anyway, uh, check them out, WeberOutfitters.com. Athlon Optics, they're good. Ridiculously good optics at a ridiculously good price. I'm going to get a hold of Drake and have him change that just so I can make you stop saying it. <laughs> no. They're uh, good, as, sh- they're good as shit. How about that? No, I like it. No, uh, somebody posted a video. I think it was like Hunt, Hunt Long's Facebook page or something, but they posted a video of their new thermal that came out uh, this year, and I'm super excited to get mine mounted up and uh, go put the smack down on some coyotes come February. So, yeah. uh, mine is mounted, out, man. Mine's mounted yeah, to my gun. Just it's just go. uh, not ready to go yet. But yeah, check out Athlon yeah. because they do have uh, thermals now, which is pretty damn awesome like we just talked about um yeah uh midwest good works use the code woods water for five percent off that's on ammo anything on the store so anything you know if you if you need to get your new coyote rifle save yourself five percent i just bought something off there they oh did you what'd you get some rings for my uh my mpr that i've got i got the new athlon um aries same exact scope that I've got on my 22250 I got for the NPR and uh, got some rings from Midwest nice. Gunworks. And I use my own code for it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Is that frowned upon? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, did do that. <laughs> and check them out, MidwestGunworks.com, Rivers Edge Tree Stand, 
uh, tree stands. Use our code Missouri10 for 10% off plus free shipping on any hang-ons or ladder stands. Uh, my ladder stands are all still slaying out behind my shop. So I, I sat in mine. I sat in one of my hang-ons Sunday. It was, man, it, it's a comfortable stand. I did a lot of standing just because there's so much action going on. I was just like, you know, ready at any given. Do you moment, find like you're doing? Uh, do you find that since you started hunting in a saddle, you do more standing in your tree stand? When you're when I mean, you're in a tree stand, do you find yeah, that probably? Yeah, you know. So I heard something. Yeah, about yeah, probably. So. I, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I heard somebody say that since they started hunting out of a saddle, whenever they're in a tree stand. They use their saddle as their harness now. I'm trying to figure out how the hell you do that, though. Because you're facing away from the tree, so how I mean, would you? Just... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I would do that. If well, if because it's stand. lighter than a set. I mean, it's I... lighter than a uh, harness, you know, and stuff. But yeah, but where it hooks up, like you're saying, like. It... If you're gonna fall, like it's I can't I can, don't I don't understand. It. Like, I have heard of some people hunting out of their saddle and having a lock on, just like, right? Which I don't well, like. Just using it, you. I mean, you could use it as a platform. You throw the seat up and you just use it as a platform if you want. But yeah, yeah, I just don't, I don't understand know. that because I mean, I I'll be honest with you, I'd do. rather sit my ass down if I've got a tree stand right there. I just sit sure. down. Um, but right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you're a listener, you should reach out. But, uh, if you know what we're talking about or or you do it, let us know what the hell you're, you're talking about because I can't quite uh, get it. Um, we just started hunting out of saddles this year, and so we haven't done that yet with a, a tree stand. But anyway, check out River's yeah. Edge. Uh, Lucky Buck, luckybuckmineral.com. I think I'm going to – I'll probably start dumping some again soon. Um, I need to. Like the next time I, I go hunt, sure. I might take some with me and and replenish it just because I kind of stopped during the season uh, just because yeah. we know deer hit it, but it's not like important to them during that time. So I kind of quit too. But um, right. next time I'm, <clears throat> I go out, I might take a third of a bucket with me and just kind of get it going again. But yep. check them out, luckybuckmineral.com, Onyx Maps. Use our code MWW20 for 20% off. On Onyx Maps, check out their online maps for sure, the desktop version. But, you know, we, we use it. Sleep on it. Micah uses it daily for work. Uh, this time of year, especially when we start hunting coyotes, we pretty much use it daily with each other. Um, and it's it's just an awesome app to be using. Camofire, camofire.com, or download the app. I use the app exclusively. I don't get on the website anymore. But uh, you can, and they've got some awesome rotating deals, and um, yeah, I haven't been on it in a few days just because I've been busy, but I will soon, so you should too. Yep. And then sister company, Black Ovis, use our code MWW10 for 10% off on any anything at all, including trophy line hey sales. Yep, they've got all kinds of goodies over there, man. It's a... Uh... So check them out. Save yourself some money. Uh, reveal cameras by Tacticam. Ah, they're awesome. I love them. You know, uh, like I have no complaints whatsoever about them. Love the app. Easy 
It's great stuff. It it's all all gravy here. I love them too. So check them out. Reveal cameras by Tacticam. Yep. And then last but not least, Morel targets. Morel targets. Um, haven't shot my bow in a few days or a few weeks. Uh, got it back out after rifle season. Uh, shot it a couple times. It was good. Um, but it's been in the back of my truck banging around. So probably wouldn't be a idea, idea, yeah. bad idea to throw out my big roller and shoot a few. <laughs> but yeah, I just threw. My brother came over tonight before we hopped on. Actually, he he got drawn for uh, one of the those special tags, whatever you want to call it, permit deals. Um, so, and he came over, he hasn't shot his boat a long time. So he actually came over. I have the saddle. I hooked him up with my crossbow and gave him some heat boost gear to use <laughs> also and gave him a morel target. So, uh, like I said, he hasn't <clears throat> used his bow in a while. And, uh, so he's like, I I ain't gonna mess with it. I'm just gonna use the crossbow. I'm like, hey, you're more than welcome to it, man. You do you, you fairy. But whatever. <laughs> just because it's your brother, I'm I'm gonna say this. I don't I don't actually believe this, folks. But did you grab him some tampax and stuff too, and give it to him when he the door? <laughs> oh, he don't care. <laughs> but oh, know, that's funny. It, it, I'm just glad, like, because it's been a while. Uh, uh, since he's really done much hunting, he's done a little bit here and there. He's done more this, this year, year that's for sure. This year, my nephew, my nephew Riker, dude, kudos to that man. He got his first man. I was with him whenever they got their first uh, doe season early, um, and then my brother took him out a lot. I want to say they hunted, they hunted all of you season, they hunted all of regular gun season. Uh, they had a misfortunate where he did shoot at a buck and it just it, either the buck fever got to him or something happened and it, you know they he shot brisket and uh they tracked for a while but never ended up finding it and i think that thing's gonna live um but my little nephew man he's a hunter and my brother he's doing everything he can to cater to that so they did they did a lot of hunting so i'm, I'm pretty happy about that uh i think i've talked to andy and uh we might do another – whenever that next doe season comes up, I think we're going to go out there and get another doe, uh, he, hopefully. Andy's if starting to come day. around on killing those does out there. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, uh, I don't know. He, I think he had a youth hunter, two over the weekend, so yeah. I don't know if they got anything or not. So, Andy might not going to take a doe out there. If so, I'm going to take him over to my property. Uh, I plan we could – you know, it ain't going to hurt nothing to get another – Dough or two out of there too yeah but uh I, yeah. I also gotta watch it uh making fun of him on the crossbow i tell you my freaking right shoulder started hurting uh-oh yeah uh-oh like uh four or five days ago it's been hurting for six months a little bit just like you know when i do this when i bring the yeah. shoulder up i'm like oh there's a little twinge right there i guess you'd call it in that rotator cuff and but nothing big well like a week or two ago it started getting to the point where like the pain's kind of going down my arm a little bit and into my shoulder blade. Uh -oh. And I told my yeah, wife about like, what the hell is this about? And she's like, well, I did start working out again. So I don't know if it's got okay. like anything to do with that or whatnot. So I'm trying to power through it. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, I swear to God, if I have to have rotator cuff surgery or something like that, and I can't shoot a bow, what would I do? Would you go crossbow or would you learn to shoot left-handed? Or you could just use a 
Mouth tab. I'm not doing Chew that. Chew with your mouth. I'd break my teeth out probably. I think I, I think I'd almost want to learn to shoot left-handed. The reason I say that is I am left eye dominant. It would be easier for you to do that than most. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You like know. I would almost want to try yeah. it out. But I also don't, you know, you'd have to go get a left-handed bow set up and all that shit. I already got right. a crossbow yeah, for the boys. It, that seems expensive. I mean, if you do pick up a crossbow, I'm definitely going to give you crap. So You, you just, can't give me crap you know, if keep... I pick up a crossbow because I had surgery. That That's off the table. If I can't physically shoot a a bow... I don't. You don't get to give me shit for that. That's not how this works. That's not how the game works. Uh, this is America. <laughs> I can say whatever I want, and it doesn't matter. So <laughs> just know it will come. It might not be harsh because you do have a legitimate excuse, uh, but uh, jokes will jokes will come. I just hope it's sure. just like a working out thing and it it goes away. But yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like freaking yeah. kidding me. Don't don't do yeah. this to me. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Obviously, don't do anything to uh, irritate it for a while. Maybe uh, put some ice or something like that. I don't know. Your wife is in pain management, so she probably knows what to do more than I would. Give me a shot in my shoulder or something. All right. Um, Hey, let's stop screwing around, and let's get into our show with uh, Brady and Landon Stockman with Triple Beam Outdoors about Deuce and the Fine Nine. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. See ya. Okay, with us tonight, uh, we've got Brady Stockman with Triple Beam Outdoors right yes, here sir. in good old Missouri. What's up, buddy? How's Brady? What's going on, guys? Did you Living know? Living the dream, man. Living the dream. Do you know you have the same name as the last name of the second greatest quarterback of all time? Is that so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Micah, he's talking about Tom Brady. Yeah, Micah doesn't know sports ball. It's a sports know, ball guy. I know who that fairy is, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just don't care. I mean, uh, yeah, he was good, but I don't care. I know you don't care. Yeah, we all, we a, all know uh, you take the opportunity to let us know you don't care about sports every chance you get. We get it. We get it. Uh, Brady, so um, you want to tell the story about how we met you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think I've messaged you kind of back and forth a couple times about a couple deer, but we met you up at the Heartland uh, premiere this year, which I knew you, I think I messaged you about going up there. And then when I seen you guys, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And we kind of started chatting about some some deer and elk hunting and uh, a bunch of stuff. You yeah. Know, real short guy in the crowd. I was like, hey, that must, that be, must Nate. be Nate. The short, the <laughs> yeah. short dude and the piece of shit next to him must be Micah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wasn't there, so he knew that. Yeah, so that's how we kind of yeah. met uh, Brady and his brother and cousin. Who's the other dude? Was he related uh, to you? Alan? Yeah. Al- uh, no, he's just a buddy. He's a buddy from Iowa, okay. Alan Rich, and he's, he's a good shit. Gotcha. So he, he hunts 150-inch deer behind every tree. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep, he does. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, we, we kind of have know you a little bit, but the listener doesn't. So before we get into the Tales of the Chase episode about this this awesome buck, Actually, I think you might have been the first one that I saved this year about maybe doing a show. Um, 
introduce yourself to everybody who you are, where you're from. I know you're from Missouri, so you're going to tell us what your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors is. And then why don't you tell us a little bit about what Triple Beam is? Yeah, so I'm Brady Stockman. Um, I got a twin brother, Landon. He's sitting right next to me. We do about everything together. Um, from Jeff City, born and raised, um, still around here, run a family cabinet shop. Um, oh, I was just in Jeff City today. Why didn't you stop in and get some cabinets? I, I, I should have known, man. I should have known. <laughs> get some, you grab a cabinet but, uh, while you're down here. <laughs> we, uh, just, just one. <laughs> man, we uh, we grew up um, hunting. My grandpa has a little 80-acre farm in Tebbets. We grew up hunting and fishing it and um, messing around. And kind of the love of hunting grew from there. And uh, we kind of started filming and got a camera and Grew uh, grew into Triple Beam Outdoors. Just kind of came up with the name. And uh, yeah, now, uh, was, did you come from a family of hunters, or did you and your brother just kind of pick it up yeah, on your own? Yeah, we came from a. My dad started hunting um, in his early twenties, and uh, Grandpa hunted his whole life. He went out west elk hunting back when you could actually go kill an elk on public. But, but um, so yeah, we had, grew up in a family of hunters and. Um, kind of carried on the tradition. Nice, nice. All right, what's your uh, what's so your? F- is, go ahead. Sorry, uh, is there a, a deer behind the name, or did you just come up with a name on? on um, kind of, sort of. We had at the time we were hunting two different deer that had both had big triple beams, and so we just kind of. I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> yeah, there were. So there was. We never ended up killing either one of them, actually. But oh wow. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of where it was born from. And there was the original crew just had me and my brother and Max Hughes in it. So there's three of us and we were hunting the triple beam bucks. So that's just kind of where the name took off from. Yep. Hey, that's better than ours. You know where our name came from? Where? Well, we're from Missouri and in Missouri there's woods and there's water. So there you go. (laughs) They didn't like it it together. My name was Dead to Rights Outdoors. He oh, no. Like I liked your fucking name. I liked it a lot, and we should have used it. Yeah. Alas. I'd, re-brand, I'd, I'd rebrand if I was you guys right now. Yeah, it's too much work. <laughs> too much work. Uh, and then yeah, what's your... Too, wh- too much work and too late in the game. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about the Missouri Outdoors? Uh, my favorite thing, I got to say, it's... I think it's what everyone says, but you can just do everything in Missouri, from duck hunting to deer hunting, you can go down south and fish the Ozarks, uh, the streams down there. I mean, we really have everything in Missouri. You can do pretty well anything that you can do yeah. in the outdoors. Especially there in the Jeff City area, you guys got you know some nice streams, rivers that you can you know fish in that area. Um, yeah, we're we're really about two hours, two and a half hours from about any sort of hunting you could think of. Yeah, very true. That's very true. Um, okay, so you guys, you guys ever do any bow fishing down there? Yeah, we do. We just built a house on the Ozarks, and we shoot those Ozarks quite a bit. Um, really? Got, we just got, <laughs> yeah. So, y'all want to come down, shoot some fish, and hang out for a weekend? Let us know. Oh, we we'll definitely take you up on I'm that. Say, don't you don't don't We've say something some you ain't gonna fall through. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah so no me like we i mean nathan's been into it too a little bit but me and andy that we got bit 
bit hard by the bow fishing bug and uh we were able to do a lot of that last last summer so uh and right on. now we got our own well andy's got a boat and so hopefully we're gonna be doing a lot more of it this year hopefully heck yeah nate nate had his uh, uh issue with athletic children and so uh his schedule doesn't <laughs> allow him to uh yeah mike acts like i've never been those. the first year yeah. i was more andy did you go at all the first year andy or did I you never went one? the first year yeah so I just unfortunately was the guy that this year only got to go one time, and Andy and Micah went like you know four times a week. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, it was it was it's a freaking fun time, and, I, and we like it so much just because uh, it's just like nighttime coyote hunting. You yeah, know? it's like thermal hunting. Mm-hmm. You can do it in the evenings when everyone's asleep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's and, peaceful. Yeah, and it's usually nice, nice. You know decently warm you're comfortable man it yeah and then it's just the only challenge for us is like every sorry go ahead every major body of water is like a hour hour and a half you know away from us so um you didn't get home before four in the morning if you had a good night oh i think i think the the earliest i laid my head down was probably four and the latest was like (laughs) close to six like <laughs> it makes for a rough next day if you got to go into work. We we always get yelled at every time we go. We go out on the lake and just all the homeowners come out and just start screaming at us. <laughs> See, yeah. we 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 heard stories about that. Uh, you know, we go with a buddy of ours, uh, and uh, he he said if you go to certain parts of the lake, you're more prone to getting yelled at. Oh yeah, if you go to the other parts. Yeah, it's so hilarious. We, we avoided those. Yeah. yeah, we got some decent I get spots. It. I'd be kind of upset if I was. Yeah, we got some decent spots around us, but uh, it's it was so dry this year that those spots weren't good. So we had we had to drive to you know larger right. bodies of water. Um, so hopefully maybe this next year that'll they'll be a little better. But we're not talking about bow, bow fishing, although we might someday. But tonight we we're could. talking about a deer. <laughs> we're talking about a deer and uh. You know, I I pay attention uh, a little bit, well, the best I can to different, um, you know, posts and, you know, people we follow and this and that. And I happened to be looking at Instagram one day and saw Brady killed a deer back on October 7th, I think it was, or something like that. At least that's when I saw the post. And um, so I've got a little note saved in my phone about, you know, different deer stories I want to listen to or hear. And I take a screenshot of it and save it and, you know. I think I might even reached out to you back then about coming on here, you know, in the next few weeks or month. And, um, here it is into November and we're doing it finally. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I guess, uh, you want me to get into it? Yeah. So, okay. First though, the property itself that you're hunting, you know, you know, we're trying to paint a picture, right? So yep. the property yourself, then we'll get into the deer itself, but the property itself, without giving away anything obvious, explain kind of how, you know, it lays out and, you know, your hunting strategy there specifically. Yeah. So the property, we've been on this farm for, I think this was our 14th year that we've leased it. Um, started back with dad and his buddy. He leased it and we would just go up, up every every weekend well i guess just youth weekend and then kind of we grew into being able to bow hunt and started you know going up there more and more so the property um 
it's 90% timber. It's um, just two two big ridges. Got a big valley running up the center of it with a little feeder creek in it. Uh, we got a couple small kill plots down in the bottom along the creek. But um, it all it it all feeds down to a big crop, like a couple thousand acres of crop. So our property is pretty much the pinch of the timber until it gets down to river bottom and crop. So we have a lot of deer that funnel out of the thousands of acres of timber behind us just to get to the the good crop down the, on the end of the property. And the sounds other thing like that a, sounds like a money spot, really. Like if you wanted yeah, to get a lease, like that's the one you want. I'm I'm telling you, it's a. Uh, we say it every year. It's it really is the X on the map. Um, I'd like to buy it. We've been trying to buy it, but uh, hopefully one say, day. There, there's not a there's no there's a reason it's been they've been leasing it for 14 years, and it ain't because it's garbage. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And so the uh, the Lord blessed the uh, the backside of this property. A tornado come through there like it's probably been 17 years ago because it was like a couple years before we leased it. Uh, a tornado came through there, and it pretty well uh, I don't, was laid everything down. It's just a sanctuary. Like, the whole back 30 acres of the property is just – the trees are, you know, they're mm-hmm. tied together. They're thick, and the deer just stay in it. So, it, uh, it yeah, it really is the X on the map as far as property goes. Well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so – and this this is not where you guys live. You guys have to drive somewhere on this lease, right? Yeah, that's what yeah I was kind of gathering when we were talking to each other. So yep. um, that's all you got to say. You don't have to say no more. But um, <laughs> so the deer itself. So you guys have been hunting this property for fourteen years. Yep. Um, the deer. This deer itself. I mean, is there a backstory with him? Did you know who it was? Um, I I know some of these answers the history already. Start? Yeah. But where's the history with this deer start? Um, just a little backstory. He showed up in 22 and 21, uh, me and Landon both killed deer that we probably shouldn't have killed, but it was like the last year where we were like, okay, we've had enough of killing like, you know, good three and four year olds that are that, you know, 130 to 145 inches. And we are like, we really need to, you know, get better with passing these deer. So we had a lot of good up and comers coming up. I feel targeted. <laughs> I don't know if he knows. I did. I, I pointed at you on my screen. Anyways, I'm like, Andy, Andy, Just Andy feels it. targeted. <laughs> well, you said you listened so to our. You said you listened to our show today. And Andy, yeah. What did you say? I, I have. There's something about those 140s. I just can't. I can't. No, I think he said <laughs> we're good one, on the wall. One, yeah, 140s uh, hit the trigger finger. 140s, 150s. Like I, I, I can't. I, I just yeah. They, they get me going, man. Yeah. So pretty much in 22, we had a bunch of a young deer, a bunch of young deer still. And then he, he showed up and we called him deuce because he had split, he had a split three on one side and a split brow. So we called him deuce. And, um, it, that was kind of, we had another deer there that we called the fine nine and you'll kind of like see through the whole story. They butted heads um it was almost like deuce had an area and the fine nine had an area and they would not they would not go in each other's area they just would butt heads if they did let me let me um, ask you a question about the fine nine real quick 
Is the Fine Nine the one Landon killed? Yes, it is. Okay, so he's there with you right now? Yep. You know what we should do is after the story of Deuce is over, Landon should tell the story of the Fine Nine. I'm just saying, that sounds perfect. They they feed into each other. All right, keep going. So tell Landon not to go too far. He's sitting right here. But, uh, yeah, so he he showed up in 22, and – um, so what we do is all usually we go out to Kansas like early September muzzleloader hunting every year. So if I draw a muzzleloader tag, he'll bow hunt here. If he draws a muzzleloader tag, I'll bow hunt here. So in 22, I drew the muzzleloader tag in Kansas. So he was going to be first up to kill here before I got to hunt. So Deuce was pretty much all on his radar, not on mine. Um, I guess he, uh, uh, well, I killed a deer in Kansas and then we come back here. I killed the deer in Kansas late September, like the 23rd or something in September. And, um, so we come back here and we knew, we knew we wanted to get on deuce first, first thing. And he was the deer that we knew just looking on truck cam pictures. He was we, like, we wanted to shoot him cause he was the biggest deer on the farm, but he, like that over the top like there was potentially we were going to pass him on to another year if if we you know felt like we needed to mm-hmm. when we seen him in per- and so i think we went and sat on the south the southeast ridge like october it was early october uh, two and he daylighted in about 200 yards from us in a in the in the redneck where i killed him this year and so we were like well what the heck and then it was almost like he stayed on one little we had him narrowed down to almost a 30 acre parcel of the farm we're like like where he summered this is where he was at and so whenever we actually had the weather to go up there and sit he ended up showing daylight in the bottom and then ever since he did that it was a that other ridge like he's right. transferred yeah. ridges hmm. and so typically through cameras um and on our computer we have a hard drive and we make folders and we'll throw all the pictures into a folder once we basically name a deer keep track of a deer and so kind of go back and look at the history of what he did from years previous to what he did um if i can have enough history with a deer several years worth um, we'll be able to tell like what he did last year versus this year so once he kind of did that this year we were really yeah we had it it played a big role in what we were looking how we were going to hunt him this year how we were looking for him what he was going to do once he right for the listener by the way that was landon uh we're going to make him introduce himself uh officially after your story's over but just so the listener knows that was landon who started talking um, right after Brady, even though they sound a lot alike, since they are twins, but they are twins. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We don't look anything alike, but there's some people that can't tell us apart. <laughs> they say that about me and Micah too. It's weird. <laughs> there's just a few few pounds difference and a few inches of height difference. <laughs> Save here. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> It would have been a lot fun. It would have been a lot funnier if you would have just said in just a few inches difference. It just left it at that. 
Yeah. Anyways. But, um, so after way to make it weird, Mike. That would that would that would have been the last time we seen him in October of twenty two. He kind of uh, not that he just ghosted us, but he he was just we we never could get on him and get another daylight visual of him in October. And then Missouri rifle season came around uh, opening morning of 22's rifle season. We were sitting in a sand we call Caribou Crossing. We killed like 10 bucks over 140 out of it in the last couple years out of there. So we call it Caribou Crossing. It's a pretty much it's a big saddle, big Oak Ridge saddle, and all the deer have to funnel down coming back from the crop down the main ridge through this saddle straight into uh, where the tornado came through so we were sitting up there opening morning of rifle season landon still hadn't killed so he was still up to bat here and um we looked down the ridge and we were kind of like oh here comes a buck and threw my binos up and i was like ah not not very big you know whatever and he got closer got closer and he come all the way into 30 yards and then i was like god dang that deer looks a little bigger than i think so i turned on the camera and started filming him and as soon as i got the camera in focus and on him i was like oh that's he, he well i didn't say landon said he picked up his monoculars and he goes that's deuce he had busted what he busted it he busted a brow off a he three. busted his split g3 off and um he busted a parcel off his she too yeah think. he was all he, he was, was all broke up. up and we didn't even recognize it was him he looked so small without his his tall g3s yeah. coming in that's got to be a, so, a horrible feeling too you know when you yeah not that you were like necessarily after after him because you know you talked about you know you weren't sure uh last year but like, right we were just talking about the white eight that micah has been after for a few years and like even this year we didn't even know if micah could legally shoot him anymore because he broke off well what did he break off micah pretty much everything except he left like an inch of his g2 yeah he broke off a brow on one side and then he broke off his g2 but i mean after you guys have have the six point rule or whatever there yeah the county we're in has the four point 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 yep but uh yeah there was there was enough four on one side there was enough there yeah, there was enough there that uh, I mean, you could account it. He was he was technically a seven point, um, is what he would come out as. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But every year, you know, that deer Mike has known for several years. Every year, that deer busted himself up like that. By by yeah, by now he's been year, broke up. There was there was one year where he broke off every tiny he had, so he was just beams, just had <laughs> big mega spike. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. But it's a heartbreaking. It's got to be a heartbreaking feeling. I mean, all of us have went through it. My brother-in-law killed a deer. I mean, this has been like what five years ago now. Like nicknamed River Monster that had this. Big, no, it wasn't that long. When was it? Eighteen. It had to be th- the same year, wasn't it? That you I, killed. I thought other? it was. I thought it was nine. I thought it was nineteen. Maybe it was. It was a long time ago. And the freaking deer, um, had a club coming off his right beam like a literal club and then he yeah. had like a 14 inch g2 right in front of it g3 g3 and he broke oh he he lost that club and that g3 when he after he went hard horned so he lost like 20 yeah, inches and that deer still scored 149 
So like, oh my! But it's it's one of those deer. Like you're always like, man, would should I let him go and see what he does next year or not? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, uh, it, yeah. But it but, ended up but being this that. one. Yeah, it probably was like I don't know. What it's a good thing. Call it blessing. It's yeah. it a good yeah. thing because yeah. a. I don't know what kind of hunting pressure you got around you, but it, it makes it more likely where somebody else might pass him up if he's looking that bad. And yeah. B, it solidifies your decision. Be like, hey, we're going to give him one more year. Yeah, that was it. That it was our, it, it really was. It was our final. As soon as we seen him, we both looked at each other and was like, no, we can't shoot that deer. And uh, so it, it really was a blessing in disguise. And our neighbors, I'm going to say we have – some of the great greatest neighbors but so in a nice way they're they're almost they hunt dumb they're <laughs> right we like the, the one of one of our neighbors is just an old guy that he literally drives his truck out to the center of the field every morning and just sits in his truck and then yeah. some of our other neighbors like if we if we let a deer go, we will like ninety nine percent chance have a picture of it next year as long as like it doesn't die of EHD or get hit by a car. Yeah, somehow all our deer do make it. No one that we know of will bow hunt and stuff around us. And when we have two neighbors that rifle hunt, yeah. and like you said, they they kind of don't hunt the yeah. It's like a, yeah. It's like I a mean. Two. Two days of rifle and what they shoot at i don't know they'll go through a box of shells in the morning and it's like there can can't be any deer still standing out there <laughs> yeah so, so they're, they're just like some of them people. those good old boys you know like go out and sit right. on a log and just do their yep. thing 10 days out of the year and yep. then move on yeah pretty much so typically all our deer will um will see again the the following year so it makes it a lot easier to to start passing deer and um letting them go as well yeah knowing that they're actually going to make it another year nice that's good but um yeah so after or not after the same the same day whenever we seen him um up up top on caribou crossing he once i got the camera on him he was making a scrape and um there there ended up being another buck just down the hill and so he kind of walked in front of us a little at like 30 yards could have killed him with a bow and um walked down the hill had his ears pinned back so we we're like oh yeah there's definitely another deer down there and it wasn't what 30 seconds later it was the best fighting like i've ever heard hunting they just beat heads and beat heads and beat heads for like five minutes straight and i was like well he probably just broke the rest of his rack off yeah. now <laughs> But um, I don't think we ever got to actually see what deer he was fighting. No, for. yeah, we never did see what deer he was fighting. A, but they were a heck of a racket going on down there for sure. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get any video or anything of it over yeah. the hill. But the after that, the next time we would encounter him would be um, muzzleloader season. Landon took his girlfriend up there to shoot up, shoot her first buck, and. When her buck came out, she shot it. They went back to the truck. Landon got the truck and left her and her grandpa in the field. And I got a Tacticam picture while they were standing in the field of Deuce. Well, we bought we bought a, I guess to go back a little bit, we bought like an acre of corn where our redneck is from our farmer. Mm -hmm. And so they were standing on the other side of the corn 
waiting to get her deer and deuce was standing on the south side of the corn in the green plot yeah eating. in the green plot eating and so <laughs> i was i tell i was like you need to get out of there right now like deuce is in there eating like do not scare him <laughs> that's funny but that's um awesome. I, yeah there wasn't a whole lot we could do but he i mean we didn't spook him too bad at all if we did because he he stayed around he for stayed the, around the rest of the season all the way to the end of end of end of season and then i guess our our next goal was pretty much to um well, we had our standing corn, so we we're hoping with the standing corn and the green plot there that it would be through season, hopefully a, a good kickstart this year. Right. We really wanted to find a shed just to kind of put a number. We had an estimate of what we thought, how big we thought he was, but we pick his sheds up just to confirm how big or he really was and yeah. and just kind of have a piece to the story as well. Um, and he shed super early, right after season ended January 15th. And by January, he shed the 21st of January. January he had shed yeah, both sides. sides. Hmm. And it, it, are you guys pretty much the only, um, like, is your timber where they live for the most part? Like you said, yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah. The timber's been, um, select logged recently as well. And it had grown up. Pretty thin. We have hold a lot of bedding, and we typically hold a, a insane amount of high bugs. amount of, yeah. of deer. I um, think the well after we got after he daylighted down at the redneck when we were sitting up on the other ridge on early October, we went down that next weekend and sat the redneck, and I think we seen twenty different bucks, something like yeah. that. I mean, we we hold an, like a insane amount of of deer around nice. there, and uh, we had a picture so. Back in January, like twentieth, we had a picture of him down there eating corn that night, and it was like two hours later he come back and was missing both sides. And so I knew that uh, I had a feeling that he was just a lot of the deer were just coming down, eating, going back, laying on the hillside, coming back down, eating again, like all night long. And so I felt like his that he had a shed right up right up there, but we. Kind of waited to go in there as we had. Oh, we probably had ten different ten bucks other bucks that, that we were waiting were to shed between three and a half and two to four, I should say. And we just didn't want to go in and push them out either. So we waited, um, knowing that we have squirrels around here that chew them down faster, and mm-hmm. we can get out and pick them up. But yeah. we waited. Um, when did we finally go up and? Well, it was after we got back from the Iowa Deer Classic, so it had been March. We went up in, yeah, so March. Middle of March is when we started started shed hunting. And um, no sooner than we stepped foot on the farm, there was a lot of boot tracks. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, as many bucks as we had and with the food we had, um, we didn't find any sheds. So um, someone had unfortunately beat us to them. Um, I I called several several neighbors and we just couldn't come up yeah we never knew who it was but we had several deer that i mean just based on camera should have shedded within yeah i mean we should have picked them up i think that was the year before we also had boot tracks and we didn't really think Think much much of of it. it um just thought maybe the farmer was coming through there but um i believe someone 
Someone's running through. Someone likes to come shit. through there. So this year we're gonna maybe change some things up. But put a camera somewhere um, they don't know it is there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we unfortunately didn't find any of his sheds um, that I thought we would have. Yeah. But yeah, so after I guess season ended and we never found his sheds, the main thing we were looking forward to was pictures of him this year. And um, really, so he Landon drew his Kansas tag this year, so I was going to be the one bow hunting here. And so I've struggled for like a long time shooting my bow. I had target panic so bad, like it was it was tough for me to even get my bow out and shoot it because I couldn't even enjoy it. That's like how bad my target panic was. And so I dedicated like this whole summer to just shooting and shooting and shooting and trying to break that habit. And I was still, I was better, but I wasn't good until I listened to your guys' show with uh, the Shot IQ guy. I was just going to ask if you've uh, heard of Joel Turner. Yeah, so I listened to your guys' show with him, and I literally ran home and it was like i mean sir after he talked on there i was like well this makes sense and i mean it i shot after that perfectly fine my confidence was super high going into season um i went from shooting like 20 and 30 yards to 60 and 80 consistently like really well and uh, i was ready going into this year knowing that he had his kansas tag and that i was going to be the one bow hunting here so leading leading into that, we usually throw cameras out like that July fourth, like everyone else does, mm-hmm. kind of picking off season. And we usually don't go up and get them until we plant in like late August, mid August. Yeah, check them early August when we sprayed. I think. Oh, yeah, about a month. Yeah, about a month at a time. That's right. We sprayed, checked them, and then, and he he made it through. He showed back up and. Dry, kind of the drought this year and the dry the dry spring dry summer we had he really didn't grow as much as what we thought like I, he he lost his, lost his split three um he still had the little kicker off his base but he even last year i'm gonna say he put on what eight to ten inches maybe yeah if if somewhere that. in there yeah we didn't think he put on a whole lot, which none of our deer really did from last year, just yeah. with the the dry weather. Yeah. And, um, I would I would guess what you didn't notice, yeah. though, you know, and a lot of people don't notice, especially since you didn't find his sheds, is he probably put on mass. You know, yeah. You you when, you when you talk about like mass measurements, let's just talk about measurements. There's there's right. eight there's eight of them. So if a deer even puts on half a half an inch of mass, you're talking about eight inches. Right there, right? Did I do that right? Or is it four? Four, four eight, who cares? Four, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that that deer, I mean, even if it Depends just talking puts to your a, wife or not. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get through that without you guys making a joke, but it didn't happen. Um you know, like even if they put on just a little bit of mass, that, that changes right. that deer a lot. And yeah, you know, he sure, might not have sure. done a lot, like you were saying, but he he yeah. probably did. You just it's not as recognizable, you know what I'm saying? For sure. And he, um, I lost my train of thought. He, he definitely put on a little bit of height. So he may have put on a little more than we thought, but regardless of how big he was, he, we had him at 
five years old this year, what I believed anyways. And uh, well, I pulled out his front teeth. So we'll see at the lab what he actually comes back as. Um, well, we had him at five years old. So no matter what he looked like, we planned on shooting him this year anyway. And uh, the fine nine he killed showed back up and we had him at six years old this year. So we had two deer anyways that we knew we were going to target, but I was, my main goal was to do and uh, so I, we started out in Kansas again, early September or about mid September. Yeah, we went we went out there earlier this year than last year. Yeah, about mid September this year, and had a rough time in Kansas. Kansas absolutely beat us up. We had hunted eight days and seen one shooter the last day we were there. Yeah, that's what I was telling you guys earlier. He, we actually just got trail cam pictures of him again. He's like. Probably a mid nineties, a mid nineties to two hundred incher. Yeah, um, we had him at thirty yards, and his muzzleloader misfired. Yeah, blew oh, a, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we blew a primer in the face of a two hundred incher. <laughs> so freaking hell! Maybe I shouldn't have said. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's how my season started. Yeah, but uh, so that was a big we. It, from there, we're like, man, if our whole season goes like this, we're in trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we got too much. But are you guys hunting private over there? Y'all got public or what? Private. Nice, yeah, nice. we got we got a buddy with some ground out there, and we go out there with him every every year. Sweet. But awesome. yeah, it was a well as, a o- as often as you can draw a tag now, right? Because yeah, yeah, I've, well, I've, heard, I've been here in Kansas. You used to be able to draw a tag every year, and it's starting to get to where it's that's not the case anymore. Yeah, we yeah. we did draw every year for a while. Yeah, for then, a while we did, and then um, both the tags. Year, last year I didn't draw. Last year was the first year I didn't draw, but you did. Yeah, that's right. And you so, you didn't draw last year, so you had the preference point, point yeah. which is why you, you drew, drew this year. year, right? And then I bought a preference point this year, which means I'll draw next year, hopefully. hopefully. Yes, yeah. and. Um, so we got back from Kansas and then we knew we were only going to have like a limited amount of time this year because of we were going elk hunting and uh we had so many other trips planned. Yeah, we had like three different trips planned and we were going elk hunting in mid-October so we knew that we were only going to have like a two-week gap until like late October into rifle season and we probably weren't going to get a hunt late October cuz we were going to have to make up time at work. And so, really, when we got back from Kansas, we had that short window. And the one weekend, I think, was so hot, we elected, we didn't yeah, we, go. Um, and then the weekend, whenever we end up running cameras again, we were running back to my folder, I guess. Um, we were looking at kind of when Deuce had switched hillsides. Yeah, when he switched his pattern from the southwest side of the farm or the southeast side of the farm to the more northern northern side of the farm yeah we're the rednecks at and i think what he was somewhere right around october 8th or 9th that he yeah it was that first weekend usually about the first week in october he would switch to the to the other side of the farm and so we knew kind of going into it like we were going to wait for him to switch and then hopefully hop on him on our green plot where the farmer had planted corn again this year, which was nice because we knew their patterns were still going to be the same from last year, hopefully. All the crop was pretty well displayed yeah. this year. Yeah. And so going going into it, 
um, Landon had a skid loader job to do that weekend. So I took, I packed up, uh, Spencer Mertens, one of the guys that films with us. I packed him up and I said, let's go. We're going up to the farm. We're going to hunt, you know, try and get a little redemption from Kansas since it was so bad. And, um, I'm not one to start paying a whole bunch of money for hotels and hotels up there since like that area is known for big deer. And so in deer season, they jacked the prices of the hotels up to like 200 some dollars a night. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm not driving up on a Friday night and spending 200 some bucks. And then, you know, Saturday night spending another 200 bucks. So I was like, all right, we're getting up at two in the morning. We're going to drive up. We're going to hunt the morning, the night, we can either sleep in the truck or if we kill something, we can get a hotel room because I'd be plenty excited to pay. <laughs> Celebration time. Yeah. 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 At, at so, that point. Yeah. At that point, it's like, whatever. <laughs> We're big buck killers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we, uh, he was all game for it. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll see you at two in the morning. So he, I met him mm. at two. We drove up there. And that morning, our whole plan was just to kind of, do an observation sit see the acorns were really good up there this year so we set up at caribou crossing hoping to just to catch something running through that acorn saddle going back to bed and uh i was actually going to shoot a doe the morning of october 7th because i was like man i'm confident this year but i just want to i just want to shoot something to know i'm dialed in and i'm good and uh just get the first kill yeah really get the first kill under under my belt i think i've only shot what one doe with a bow uh you shot more than one. two i shot two Couple. does two deer with a bow i shot two does and um so i told spencer i'm like well i'm not going to shoot one unless it like it's within you know 25 yards good shot good video i was like then i'll i'll shoot one and so that morning we had what do we have four Four does come by, four or five a does. Group of three and then a group of two. Yeah, we had five does come by, and all of them were at like that thirty to thirty-five. And I was like, ah, let's just. I was like, let's just hold off. I was like, you know, we'll wait till this evening. Like we're seeing some movement, but I got a good feeling. Like this evening's going to be, going to be good. It was the first decent cold front we had of had of the year. And so then. And, yeah, whenever you guys ended up pulling cameras that evening going in, the fine nine was there that morning. Yeah, that's right. The, he, yeah, we we sat up at Caribou Crossing that morning, and then when we got out, we pulled. you all saw a deer, couldn't tell exactly what deer yeah. it was. It went over the hill, and it ended up being the fine nine yeah. as it went down to one of the food plots. Yeah, because we got out midday, pulled cameras, and we're like, well, let's look at a couple cards. We'll see kind of like what's going on up here or you know what's moving around and we pulled the card and the fine nine was there that morning we he short stopped us by like 80 yards had he had come another 80 yards we would have seen him and um so i guess not that it's like our safety net but the rednecks kind of the place where we're like ah if we don't like if we don't want to blow nothing out and we just want to do an observation sit like that's where we're going to sit and uh boosted showed up a little bit on the on the cards that we pulled but it was on the the south side of the farm and i knew based on like last year's trail camera pictures when he switched ridges he was going to be on the north side so we really didn't have a whole lot of pictures of him over there which was good knowing that we were going to the redneck that evening to to hunt deuce and 
What, I, what I'm sorry. I, I just find it hilarious. That dude's crawling in the back. Oh, that, that was my, that's the camera guy. That's Spencer. Uh, Spencer. But, uh, yeah, so that night, um, the wind was actually terrible. The night of the night, uh, October 7th, the wind was actually terrible for the redneck where we were sitting. But the only wind it, that it was going to be good for was Deuce. If he was bedded, based on last year's trail camera pictures, if he was bedded where we thought he did, it was the only deer that I knew the wind would be okay for. Everything else, if we had does or anything come like down the valley where they usually come, they were going to be, yeah, they, we were going to. So I knew, I told them going into it, I'm like, it's early. I was like, let's just risk it. I was like, sometimes you just, you got to, you got to go for it. So I was like, let's just get in there. We're going to leave the window sealed up. Uh, we'll just see what happens. I say, if we blow some stuff out, we still got, you know, we'll let the farm rest till rifle season anyway, since we were going elk hunting. And um, the, the funny thing was we were, we kind of took our time getting in, did some B-roll stuff on video and got it, got sat down and Spencer was like, well, why don't we go on TikTok live, try and get our views up? And I'm like, oh. I was like, all right, yeah, that's, that's fine. We can, we can get on TikTok live and mess with some people. So we were on TikTok live and had a couple of buddies in there giving us shit about, you know, hunting. And we were just, I don't know, peeking, peeking around every now and then saying oh well, there's nothing out in the green plot oh, nothing out in the corn and all the corn was still standing and uh i guess what about five about five twenty five thirty it was early yeah we were we were still on tiktok live and i looked out of the back window and i i seen him standing there at like eight yards <laughs> and i told i told spencer i said i said i said dude i think i said i think it's a different deer that we called Tex, which is a, a four-year-old this year. I said, he, he's not a shooter. And Spencer looked out the back window and he goes, and I was like, oh, okay. So I was in go mode at that point. I got, grabbed my bow, uh, knocked an arrow. And I was like, all right, well, now we got to, we were still on TikTok live this whole, this whole time. So everyone's like seeing it go down. And so the whole time I'm like, all right, well, he's, he's, coming exactly where we thought he was going to come from like he did it everything we thought he was going to do based on last year and he um he kind of circled us a little bit um upwind which was weird i thought but yeah he circled circled us upwind almost to where the rednecks have them little windows in the doors that you like can Mm -hmm. barely even shoot a rifle out of well i needed him to come further um further in front of us to be able to shoot out of the the vertical windows and so i told spencer i'm like well open i was like just open the vertical window and he couldn't get it open because the the camera tripod was there so the whole time i'm like stressing out i'm like oh my god in front of us like first first evening deer of the year can't get the window open i was like i'm just gonna have to shoot out of the the rifle window the front window but it's going to be like a super steep angle if he keeps coming the way he did so i told spencer i'm like well just look out the window we had the black the black curtains up so you like couldn't see in i'm like just peek out there and tell me what he's doing and he peeks out the window and he goes he's literally standing on the ladder of the blind 
on the rednecks ladder oh shit I'm like, oh my so i was like the first thing that comes in my head i'm like he's definitely smelling like where we crawled up the ladder he's gonna like, climb oh up my. here <laughs> yeah no i was like i was like what do you mean i was like what do you mean he's, he's like on the ladder and he's like well he's like his his racks literally could hit the ladder like he, he's right at it i'm like oh no he's gonna run like any second now it's gonna completely ruin my night and uh so I got the front window open while he's still sitting there watching him because I'm like, well, tell me if like he picks his head up, like I'll I'll slow down, I'll stop. Well, I got the front window open, and so I kept inching my way because them rednecks are like six by six. So I kept inching my way into the corner, and I was like, okay, any second now I should be able to see him. <laughs> Please so, don't like, creak. Please don't creak. Yeah. And uh, at this point, Spencer's like, well, I can't get the camera on him because the vertical window. It's got the blackout curtains. He's like, you want me to just pull the curtains to the side? I'm like, yeah, don't open the window. Just pull the curtains to the side because if you mess up, it's never going to film me again. Fired. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. But I was. Uh, hey, you guys are better men than any of us because all three of us have been like, fuck this camera. <laughs> Shoot that dude. <laughs> oh. that, that's why we run a podcast because we would not do good with the film. I told myself at the beginning of this year I wasn't going to shoot a deer unless it was on camera because we made that mistake. And um, hopefully you don't hear that. No. Nope. Um. Anyways, the um, to the corner, he's like, "All right, he's he's coming, he's coming up." He's he finally works enough to where I can just see his antlers, and I'm like, "That's I'm like." I'm like, okay, don't, you know, don't pay attention to the antlers. But like, I was taking his word for it that it was deuce because I still thought it was a different deer. And he's like, no, it's deuce. Like, if you don't, if you don't shoot him, I'm going to shoot him. I'm like, all right, all right. So I, I, I told him, I'm like, dude, before I get to where like I can fully see him, I'm going to go ahead and draw back. That way I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So I go to full draw. He's like, He's like, you might as well let down. He's he's not even coming. He's not even coming yet. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I was at full draw for like a minute and a half, probably. Longer. Yeah, or longer. And I'm just I'm just holding it. I'm holding it. And finally, I'm like, okay, I can. I was like, I can see him. So I got kind of. I was in a weird position, but I got my arrow just outside the blind, and I was like, the only thing I'm worried about is clipping the edge of the blind. Other than that, like, I'm fine. I can see him. So I asked him, like, okay, I was like, are you on the deer? And he's like, yeah, hold on, let me open the curtain. He opens, like, starts filming, like, the video the video that I guess everyone will see when we post it, but that I sent you of the mm-hmm. shot. That was, like, as soon as he was like, okay, I'm on it, that's when I, I cut loose. But um, I was, I, you know, I'm still full draw, and I'm like, okay, okay, I was like, all right, now I see him. I'm like, I'm, I was like, I can kill him whenever you're ready. He's like, yeah, I'm good. And it was it was one of the moments where I kind of was like, he, I didn't even range him. But he was like six yards when I shot him, I think. You didn't need to range him. Yeah, I didn't need you to range him. He was a pin club. And it was one of the moments like the Ross Bigger saying, you know, the you just got him in your pen. You're like, oh, you're you're fucked. <laughs> and so I t- I literally told him in the video, I'm like, dude, I, I don't know how I could mess this up. I'm like, he's so close. Like I I got to be perfect. And like the whole summer, I was practicing. You know, I was like, oh, if well, once thirty five forty yards, like I should be good. And 
you know, end up shooting one. Nate, that's stick. how my squirrel felt last weekend. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, he um, ended up, I cut it loose. And I mean, it was just like, it's, everything was slow motion, just boom, hit it in perfect. I knew instantly when I hit him, I was like, oh, just, it was like I had the world lifted off my shoulders. Like all the practicing and passing him from last year and it all just finally worked out and it was just uh it was go time after that and i was shooting the the g5 megameets yeah you stole my broadheads yeah i didn't have any broadheads so i stole landings and uh <laughs> it put it put such a big hole in him like the first thing i said whenever i seen it hit i'm like oh my god i was like look at he's literally dumping blood he was just it was gushing and gushing and we watched him spencer did a good job keeping him on track on video i don't know how he did that because he panned the camera so quick but he ran like 50 yards and just kind of stopped in the creek bed i was like oh go down go down i was like please just go down and he kind of took a couple more steps up and died just about 60 yards from where i shot him nice yeah i was in I had a skid loader job to do and I really didn't want to do it. I pushed it off for long enough. And uh, so finally I decided that even though the weather was going to be good, I needed to go do it because it was only going to get better every weekend from there. And um, I worked nine or 10 hours and I was actually loading up um, talking to the guy and I was almost two hours south of the house. Um, So quite a ways from them. And I got a phone call like six o'clock and i was like why is he calling he's either asking me permission to shoot a deer that probably shouldn't be or <laughs> something and uh he, doesn't answer the phone he's like i just and i was like what it's like six o'clock and, and you know and it was getting dark at 8 30 or yeah so it was still getting at, dark really at that, um so from then you know did did you hit him? He's like, oh, I got him at six. Yeah, I was like, I'm literally like looking at him. Yeah, I'm like, so I rush home, drive probably way too quick with a trailer loaded with a skid loader and all kinds of attachments and um, made it home. And I actually loaded, switched trailer, dropped the trailer, got a different trailer loaded the side by side and uh, left town at 930 that night and drove up to meet him. Um, so we could... Well, I told him I'm, his cape was he had that like er, that like transitional cape from like early to like starting to get their late cape. Mm-hmm. So his cape was like perfect. And I was like, I'm not dragging this deer out. I was like, bring a side by side. That farm is just not easy to the access is, is very poor is one thing that really, really yeah, hurts it. Um, other than we got to hunt it super smart, but um, it's it's hilly and there's no good way in it, especially the corn was standing. Um, there was no good way to get the deer out. So I elected to bring the side by side to where we could get him out. drive to him. Um, so what we made it, a, it was like probably 1130 when I made it up there. Yeah. But... Or so. So, um, yeah, I was nervous the whole, well, the whole time, like still something in the back of my head told me it wasn't deuce, even though Spencer was like, yeah, it is deuce. So the whole time, like after I seen him go down, I was like, "Oh my god, if this isn't Deuce, I think I'm gonna actually cry." <laughs> and so once, once like we knew he was, and we kind of got everything together, and I started, you know, making your phone calls, called, you know, all my buddies, like, "Yeah, he's, you know, I see him, he's dead." 
get out of the blind, get the arrow, you know, look at the big massive blood trail that there was. And we got all the way up to like the creek bank. And I was like, dude, I don't think that's him. I was like, I don't think that's him. And Spencer's like, what do you mean? Yes, it is him. Yes, it is. I was like, I don't think it is. And then once I walked up to him, I was like, yeah, that's him. I was like, you were right. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, six yards. That's, yeah, uh, it was a, a surreal feeling, especially first buck with a bow. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, des- describe to the listeners, you know, hopefully we'll have pictures of them and stuff, but but describe, you know, some characteristics of him, you know, yeah. what all he had yeah. going on. He um, he was a mainframe 11, or mainframe 10, with a, a split, or not a split, but a kicker off his um, base brow on the, what, left side? Yeah. Um, he had big, he had big threes. 11 inch threes his twos were a little smaller than his threes were and then he had he had decent fours what four inch g4s uh yeah four um his but his threes were what really yeah his threes what really stuck out they kind of leaned forward a little bit and yeah they were just he was probably he was like 18 19 inches wide just a, a awesome deer that when you go and pick it up you feel like you're holding like a really great deer um yeah i think the main thing too this year from last year was we knew how busted up he got and was like yeah we needed to get on it or need to get him before he was busted up yeah and he actually already had some busted yeah he had some all the like stuff on his base as we're starting to chip up his brow he broke like a chip off the back of his brow yeah the tip off his brow um no i don't know how he kept busting himself up but it um fighting i think yeah, and yeah, that'll that'll play into to landing. I'm assuming, like you were just talking yeah, about. So, yeah. Did you so did y'all put a tape to him? Yeah, he come out to be 153 and seven eighths, 153 and five eighths, something five eight seven eight, yeah, something like that. Right um, yeah. Which is about what I guessed him. Like I was hoping he'd hit 160. Once we were ah, I was like, he's probably going to be mid fifties. The only thing he lacked was mass. mass. Yeah. yeah, had he, he had the had he had the the fine nine head landing steer head, he would have been, been all over. 50s. Yeah. All over upper 160. 50s. Yeah. He just lacked in mass a little bit, but he, um, regardless, I'm pretty sure he's five and a half and just, I, there was no way I could pass him up with, especially first boat kill. Nope. Pretty, oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Pretty spoiled. Yeah. It was, it was definitely, uh, whenever you called me, I was, yeah. The, the guy that I was doing the job for was, talk and i was at that point like gotta go yeah like walk like <laughs> trying to get sign out sign the check i'm ready see you bitch yeah <laughs> you don't even, you don't even have to pay me i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so the whole that whole story kind of plays into landings because them deer so i'm gonna call it like i think it's like a venn diagram when like there's two circles but they overlap in the middle just a hair yeah. And th- that's exactly what these two deer Some have. call that touching tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can call that. <laughs> yeah. That's what these two deer had. They had two areas where if they overlapped a little bit, like they they not go in each other's territory. So once we took Deuce out of the equation, Landon's deer was for the next, uh, well, all of the rest of October, 
was, and we had more history with the fine nine than we did do. So we had a whole year of history. Yeah, on, extra. Yeah, so we had three and a half years of history with him, and one shed off of the and fine nine. one shed off of him. Yeah, we beat a guy to it, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, so the fine nine really had that territory a little more than Deuce. It seems like at least yeah, where you had you know cameras and where you were. Um, but once he was out of the equation, the fine nine used that opportunity to become even more. Uh, yeah. He, so like they, they each kind of like had half of the farm, like the fine nine had the Northwest half and our deuce had like the Northwest half. The fine nine had like the Southeast side and they would kind of flip flop whenever deuce would move. The other one would move, but they they never like if Deuce was here and the Fine Nine was here, you would never get pictured of them together. They were always like he had his territory and the Fine Nine had his territory. So once I killed Deuce, the Fine Nine literally ran the whole and farm. Deuce would Deuce would summer with other or no Deuce didn't either. Both deer were like super by themselves. By themselves, they were yeah. loners big time. They never hung out with other. They never deer. bachelored with other deer or they were always pissed off at everybody. I guess. Yeah, like well, I mean, they, the you know, they say deer have, I mean, different personalities. Like, I mean, yeah, Baraka during the summertime, Baraka would be with like six, eight other bucks, and really? he he would always be like, to me, he almost seemed like because I mean, we got a shit ton of camera footage of him, and yeah. um, I did a lot of video this this summer on our tact cam reveals, and so. Like he almost seemed like he wasn't the dominant one too. He was the biggest one, but yeah. he was always like, I don't know, last to go to the mineral. Like you would think the dominant would be yeah. like, "Fuck you guys, I'm going first, You know, he was always yeah. kind of like back in the back, and then he'd come in, and you, you could tell he knew the camera was there too. Um, which me and Mike even talked about. We're like, "Dude, we need to move that up the tree." He doesn't like it. You you can tell. Yeah, and. Yeah, he- he, um, he knew he knew cameras like he paid attention to where cameras are at yeah and that almost makes me wonder if that's why we stopped getting pictures when we did right. was because he's like i know there's cameras over there i'm not gonna go over there was um, it just cell cams or was it did you have any just normal no it was SD it was, it was we, all cell cams. we only run also yeah we yeah. only run cells so i couldn't i know you. i've heard some people say about the cells like them putting off like a little signal or something that the deer just like a frequency that the deer just like pick up on but yeah I don't know he's the only it. one so far i mean because i've been running cell cams for several years now he's the only one that i've ever noticed that i'm like he doesn't like that thing i can tell yeah um because uh, there's actually one of the videos we posted a couple after he killed him you can see him kind of like yeah and, looking, then ba- and then back I, up um yeah we ended up not ever moving because that was the only camera that he ever you could tell he knew was there. The other ones that he was always on, he never paid attention to or seemed to to notice them at least. But that was one right. that he would stand in front of, obviously, because it was over mineral. So, but yeah, um, it's just interesting how different deer have different personalities. I mean, yeah, it really is. Cool. He was a very yeah. social deer, and it seems like Deuce and uh, the the Fine Nine were not very social. Not no, at all. Not we, unless they were fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. So after Deuce is done off the farm, uh, the fine nine literally just took control of it. Like we, we went from having two daylight pictures of him in the three years that we had history with him 
Uh, we had more than that as I look back on it, but I mean, we've only, we ended up uh, only a handful of daylight pictures of, yeah, only a handful, but the final state on a, on a, his territory on the farm was a lot harder to access and hunt than yeah, where Deuce was. Yeah. And we didn't run as many cameras over there, but he, he did show up. He was one that just randomly would show up and then be gone for two weeks. Yeah. No pattern. Weird times. No pattern. Um, at all um and then once deuce was gone he literally ran the whole farm. yeah it was like, like we had light daylight light. pictures of him on every single camera. yeah all the time it was like you just flipped a light switch he ran the whole farm all the cameras and we were like oh like once we went and pulled cards we were like well shouldn't be shouldn't be too hard to get on him as we were much looking as at him and we had that other eight that showed up um that we had no yeah. history with that was also that would bed literally in front of the camera and if any deer came out there would get up and go fight them as well yeah as soon as we took deuce out we had a, a several deer show up that we were like damn like i think they literally showed us like deuce wasn't there running them out that eight didn't hang out too long though he was there for what two weeks and he yeah. was gone but um on running cameras we as many deer that were down by the redneck um we were thinking that just the next good front up there and kill another yeah and then we were in colorado week or week and a half non-existent yeah (laughs) chasing um chasing elk we can take it back for I didn't make it back up there for another three weeks, month maybe. Yeah, we hunted it one. We hunted well one week before rifle season, and yeah. then rifle season came. We we're just going to let the farm sit yeah, through sit. Um, through till rifle season. Oh, we went up there youth season. Oh yeah, we did. We took we, a youth hunter. Um, we, we we have a lot of four-year-olds right now on the farm that um we're electing to pass we have one that's probably a hundred and forty-five he'd be 50 he'd be ve- yeah he'd be very close to beating deuce yeah probably. a giant a frame not really got much mass to him either um and he does hang out with quite a bit of other and we were sitting there that night and just happened to look up and i looked at brady and i was like Yeah, the youth youth that we had, we told him before we took him, I'm like, dude, I'm like, there's one deer up here that I can't let you shoot. Um, Like, you can shoot whatever other deer comes out. I just can't let you shoot this one 10-pointer. And youth weekend, that 10-pointer come out. Well, I've seen the deer that he hangs out with. And no sooner than I seen him, I was like, all right, he's here somewhere. And he ended up coming in from behind him. He'd come out, yeah, with 20 yards. Yeah. I, it was just. I felt bad telling the kid. Yeah, hey, yeah you a, couldn't shoot it. But yeah, biggest deer you've ever seen. You never killed a buck before. But yeah, I but just he understood. Of, yeah, yeah, he understood. He was like, you know, I know the amount of work you guys put in. He's like, I'll, you know, I'm just happy to be out. Yeah, and he he loved it. Well, actually, he was like, what well, can I shoot the other one with him? And I'm like, well, originally I would let you, but. Since he's standing right next to him, we're not going to shoot anything, probably. <laughs> but yeah, yeah you got to you got to put in your you know you got to earn your earn your bones, as they say. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what I, I told we might have ruined the kid because uh, we kind of kept in touch with him, and he was passing like 
another 130 inch pin. Yeah, like, he yeah. was sending me pictures at like, his house, and he was like, "Yeah, I seen this deer tonight." And we were like, "Why didn't you now?" Like, like, "Oh, you, you should." I was like, "You should have shot it." And he's like, "Oh, well, I thought maybe he was like three and a half, like you guys were talking." And he's like, like "No, I just want to let him go." And I'm like, "That was just for our farm." Yeah, you've never killed a buck before, buddy. We were actually talking on our show, Micah, the day he killed uh, Baraka. You know, if he wouldn't have been sitting there, there's a decent chance he might have come to Caden and me, and Caden was the shooter that day. You know, I I wasn't hunting. My son was. Uh, Anything 200 and in, I wasn't probably going to let him go anything at 300. But And uh, then we're like, we're kind of talking off air, and we're like, man, if that kid would have killed a 178-inch deer at 13 years (laughs) old, he would have probably been like, well, I'm – yeah, I guess I'm not going to shoot anything the rest of my right. life, you know. So I guess it yeah, might have been a good thing. Go <laughs> yeah, I really well, think I, it ruined. I think it ruins some kids. Just I think because, it does. You know, the, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I got some friends up that hunt up north, and there was a few kids. You know, back in the day, they killed freaking monsters, and they haven't killed a deer in a long time. You yeah, know, I got a nephew that his. First year is a mid, his first year is a mid one forties. His second year is a one seventy six, and his third year is a one seventy four. Picture of these deer. I'm like, why are like, what are you doing? Send me a picture. Shoot that damn thing. Yeah. Like, oh no, I, I think there's a bigger one in here. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna shoot this one forty real quick. Smash. Yeah. No kidding. I volunteer. Yeah. Tribute. Our rule of- yeah. Our rule of thumb is, or what I've grown to um, have is, we try to target anything that's five and a half and older. I mean, I'd rather shoot a five and a half year old that's 120 inches than a three or four year old that's 140 yeah. inches. Right. We just try to let all our young deer go and target um, the old or mature deer. Yeah. yeah. If we if we can try to say they're five yeah. and a half, I mean. There's times where well we started pulling the the two and scissor teeth and, and spinning them off to get done, um, and it, it is hard to tell the difference sometimes between a four and a five year old. Oh yeah, I mean we've definitely messed up in rifles. Actually, I've messed up like a row. Well, like, I, I, I see a deer come in, I'm like, oh, I think that's it, and I shoot it, and it's like yeah, a three year old. I shot a hundred and seventy four inch deer last year, and it was a four year old. Yeah. Not that even if I determined four year old, I was going to pass him. But. I have decided, Micah, we're going to pull the teeth on your deer. We're going to send those off. I figured mm-hmm. it. I figured it out. Yeah, I I'm it, pretty yeah. sure Brady or one of you guys is the ones who told us about Wildlife Labs or the other one. Um, uh, Matt, yeah, Matt, we always send ours into Matson's lab, and they've always been good to us. I mean, just cut the two front, the incisor or whatever they call them, teeth out, and send them in and i mean it's like two months later you get a i recommend back um removing them as soon as you can the longer you wait the (laughs) harder yeah the harder harder it gets gets. to move them without breaking them yeah or you'll have to soak the jaw back in water for several days soften it up yeah break them out and what they really want is the whole root system to it so you gotta yeah it's kind of a pain yeah kind of be careful getting them out without breaking them um Okay, but so definitely uh, cool to yeah, no, well, I'm I'm I've been reading the, the wildlife labs a little bit, and it seems like it's pretty easy. But okay, so yeah, Deuce is dead. The 
the fine nine says, ha this is party time. You know, I'm, I'm here. And so I guess Landon, that's where you come in. And, uh, the second part of the story now is getting ready to be, you know, even sweeter, uh, because he got, he got, uh, given a dirt bath too, right? He definitely did. Yep. Um, Oh, he, even though you've talked several times, introduce yourself right quick. You're so I'm Landon Stockton, um, Brady's twin brother. Who's older? I am by a minute. <laughs> I try to use it sometimes, but it doesn't always work. I get it. So okay, you um. Uh, you you'd been in Kansas, obviously, when when Brady killed um, Deuce. No, no, he was down south working a job. No, I know, but but Brady was bow hunting because Landon drew his Kansas tag. Yes, yeah, correct, right. Yep. So um, you know that that had been over, and then you know you're doing your your job when the night he killed uh, Deuce, and so then mm-hmm. at that point you're kind of up, and you guys start seeing. Uh, the fine nine show up a lot more often, a lot more in daytime. So, I mean, what kind of plan did you start putting in place at that point? So the fine nine has always been like, he wasn't really a homebody. Um, as of whenever we first had pictures of him, um, our first encounter was a late season hunt one year. Um, and he had shed one One side and he was still holding the other. Um, and then we picked his shed up and then the following year in 22, um, we never seen him. No, we, we didn't see him all year. Um, we had plenty of pictures of him, just didn't have any encounter with him. He was all heavier. Um, but he was always just a nine. And so going into this year, he was no mistaking him. He was, he was was what he was. Yeah. He he was was just a big, just a big nine and uh we had him at six and a half this year um and kind of the same thing we me and brady really determined that between deuce and the fine nine we were really wanting to to try to target them deer take them deer out as we had tons tons of three and four year old deer that are gonna would give them a deer run for their money right now um but they're just three and four years old that we're really excited to see here in the future. So once Brady killed Deuce, um, the five nine just took over. He was on camera after camera and he daylighted a lot. And so um, we went up the, the first time we hunted after Brady killed Deuce, it was pretty warm. Um, Well, after I guess youth weekend we hunted and it was pretty warm, 75, 75 yeah, we were just observation yeah we had a good wind to set the redneck it wasn't anything great um we were sitting there hadn't seen that many deer at all for the evening and just out of the corner of my eyes seen just a giant body deer um threw binos on him and it was the fine nine and he came cruising across and my heart just started racing i thought it was gonna happen he was 70 yards from us. I kind of yeah. took my eye off of him, grabbed my bow, got the window set up, looked up, and was like, 
Where's he at? Yeah, where'd he go? And uh, thought he was going to come into the field, and it kind of pinches down to get into the corn. And uh, he just, just – we ended up picking him back up, and he was just cruising along the hillside. Um, no, no, I'm, he was by himself as – as usual, just cruising. So we got out there, um, moved some cameras, checked some cameras, and he he was a regular. He was showed up a lot. There was a lot of big, big on the farm, and uh, I went back to my folder, was looking at pictures of him of what he did last November, and he he was kind of ran in the valley a lot. Um, had a lot of daylight pictures of him last year for like two or three days between November 2nd to November the 5th. And then again, like the 13th through the 18th, somewhere in there. And so I told Grady, I was like, well, he's really, he really targeted kind of the food plot um, and down last year, but it was kind of, it was, it was hard to really judge where we thought he was going to be as he, he kind of, yeah, he kind of, as Deuce was gone, he just showed up everywhere. everywhere that we didn't expect. And so opening morning, um, I kind of wanted to hunt the bottom and thought that that's kind of where he's running. There was a, a big rub rub line through there. And uh, my dad, he he didn't want to walk all the way up the hill to the ridge. And so <laughs> we had to, to caribou crossing. So I told him, I was like, all right, dad, well, you sit down here. I'm like, I showed him tons of pictures of all the deer on the farm. And it's like, you're probably going to see this deer. And uh, so me and Brady made it up to Caribou Crossing and starts getting light out. Um, I don't know. It was well up. We hadn't seen a deer yet. And sitting there and dad was seeing all kinds of deer. Yeah, already. Dad had been seeing all kinds of deer. And all of a sudden we, we heard basically a deer walking in the leaves and Brady was like, you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm waiting, you know, to see a squirrel come walking by and they're scratching in the leaves. And it was just a solid, it definitely could tell after a little while that it was a deer. And so we were kind of, I was kind of looking around and Brady goes, I think it's coming from out front. And about that time, the um, he was like, yeah, it's a buck. And he walked up over the hill and he was 60 yeah, yards. Probably probably 60 yards. But it's so thick on our farm that you can't really good you you can't the deer sometimes are there and then they're gone they'll come up out of these holes and draws and and then go right back over into the next one so he kind of comes up and he's in this shooting lane and and brady was like yeah that's a fine nine and i basically i basically said are you on boom yeah. I didn't, I didn't him, no like i said i said i said hold on i'm gonna get the camera on him turn the camera on i said i just just hit the camera on. He goes, "You on him?" Boom! And I was like, "Okay, that's how we're doing." It. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we had after not, you know, Landon. That is the Missouri Woods and Water Way right there. Yeah, yeah. is the camera yeah, on? Nope. Said, well, said, fuck you. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I said, "Oh, I said exactly. Nate, Mike, and Andy would be proud of you." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, Do your job. That's what I did. I I, I threw up and uh, yeah, let it eat and. I shot him at probably 50, 60 yards. He spun yeah. almost a complete circle and, and went back over the hill. And I looked at Brady and we just kind of started laughing like, did that really just happen, you know? And and then I had to text my dad and say, yeah, I just shot the fine. Nine. Uh, 
he texted back and said, I'm going to hunt in the camper in the morning. <laughs> we, <laughs> we had our, we had our camper up there at that point. He's like, I'm not even hunting in the morning. Yeah. He was, he also, he was like, I thought you guys said that I had a better shot down here. Like, Is this why you, why, why I'm sitting down here? I was like, no, I really did think that down there was, was the better spot. But, um, just so happened the first deer we saw come cruising up the hill and, and made it happen. And he actually went a circle, went down over the hill and ended up in one of the deepest, nastiest holes on the farm. And his horns would actually sit in between and touch each basic hill um, where he was mm-hmm. sitting. And it was yeah. just a deep, nasty ditch. And one of the biggest body deer that, um, that we had ever saw. And me and Brady had a heck of a time trying to, trying to get him out of there and, get some pictures and stuff and it was it was pretty awesome um morning i was actually just telling him usually not the biggest fans of rifle season as everyone's blasting around you and you just never know what yep what's happening we had a lot of out-of-state hunters uh through the whole northern part oh yeah as well oh yeah (laughs) there there, there, hey we lost three leases this last summer to out-of-staters so we know yep. all about it. Yep. We didn't, we actually, we didn't have those leases already. We were trying to get them and, you know, got outbid, I guess you'd call it for that. And yeah. all of them came from, uh, like one was like what, Pennsylvania guys, Alabama. New Alabama. York and Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Michigan's Louis- the worst. Yeah. And people from Michigan and all over come up there and we, we have check-in stations still. I've set up check-in stations for quite a while at points and you hardly, everyone that brings a deer in is can't be over well i talked to the guy last year actually and uh sunday night i talked to the guy i think it was 167 deer into the check-in station he said nine of those deer were does and he told me that maybe three of the bucks were mature deer mm, yeah well, I mean that's that, I, that's Missouri. I, that's Missouri for you in a nutshell. And you know, unfortunately, we killed. And I sat there, and and it was out of state after out of state truck, and just you know, little one and I guess two year old bucks. But um, unfortunately, yeah, that's kind of what, what we, we deal with around here. That's Missouri. Yep, you can yep. hunt here cheap and guaranteed, baby. Yep, yeah, that's right. And yeah. you can bring a broomstick in the middle of the rut. So, I mean, all those things, you know, kind of contribute to it. And I mean, it's a, you know, it's a good thing in one way for hunter retention. And it's, it's, uh, you know, not a great thing when you're trying to shoot mature deer on the other side of it. But, um, yeah, you know, what's, what, what's cool is, you know, I mean, um, you know, Brady and Landon, y'all get to share in this farm together. And, and I don't know, you know, what years past you guys have had, but, you know, this year you got to, you had two target deer, it sounds like, obviously, and then, you know, you two got to kill them and, you know, yeah. share it together. Even though I know Landon wasn't with Brady on his, he was there later that night and got to share and, you know, getting them out of there. And then it uh, sounds like Brady was right there with Landon uh, on his buck. So, you know, it's it's pretty yeah. cool to get to yeah, share that with each other. It definitely was. And since kind of we've started the whole triple beam thing, um, back whenever I was younger and had to hunt with someone, I, you know, you just can't wait to go out and hunt yourself. And finally, whenever you get to hunt yourself and it's like, you're old enough and it just, I, we hunted ourselves a year or two. And then, um, we got kind of back into filming and I don't know that I've 
hunted myself again. We've we've hunted yeah. with each other, and it's just um, a lot. Strategize a lot more. Yeah, it's a lot of more fun. deer. Um, we got double the scent out there, but we got double the eyes. Seems like we. Yeah, um, seems like it's just for a bit longer, and it, it just it's enjoyable. We that yeah. they always have most of the time. Brett me is always filming. I do have some other guys that are filmed for us now, just in case we're. Um, one of us is doing something else, but typically I'm filming him or he's either filming me. So it's been a lot of fun and, and we really enjoy it. And it, uh, it's definitely, yeah, it, 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 it's a lot of memories that we get to put down and 100%. Yeah. I, I was just going to say like me, Mike and Andy, like in general, we pretty much hunt alone. Um, you know, now I've got my sons now, Andy takes his daughter, Micah takes his kids, but you know, like when we're like serious, serious, like we're usually alone. Well, this year we've gotten to, you know, all, well, I've hunted with both of them this year and, uh, we haven't talked about hunting with Andy yet. We'll probably do it on the intro here, but you know, it's, you, you have memories, you know, like me and Andy were fucking around and shot a squirrel, you know, when we were hunting together this last, or Andy did. And, you know, me and Micah had the, the fun little, you know, like buck walking right towards him and he's on his phone so i'm sitting there whistling at him and all you know that's stuff that you know you don't have those memories when you're just by yourself and you know right. there, there's definitely good things hunting by yourself you know i mean uh but then at the same time you don't get to share in those memories the same way you would as if you were with your brother or you know my brother-in-law or my cousin um like you would this that if you were right there with them you know um, so, you know, like I'll always remember the day Micah killed Baraka out from under my nose. I mean, well, um, excuse me. And, uh, <laughs> because, you know, I was, I was 200, what, 300 yards away from him on the other side of a draw. And I got to, you know, go over there and see it, you know, and, and put him in my truck and take the pictures and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, Michael will never forget. We never forget like seeing each other's deer, but we're almost never together when that happens we're almost always driving and checking it out afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So that's really cool that you guys at least got to, you know, be together for uh, the fine nine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely been a lot of fun. And Brady actually videoed me um, kill a few bucks with my bow. So it was definitely, he was past due to, to get on, get on one and definitely was fear that he had bagged the bag deuce. And even if, I went this year. That was kind of the highlight of the year was him getting his first buck with a buck being deuce, let alone that. And um, the fine nine just kind of put the cherry on top. Uh, we still got, like I said, a lot of stud three and four year olds that we're really looking forward to um, in the, in the future. And as far as we know, as of right now, um, every one of them had made it through the, dreaded rifle season so awesome nice looking looking forward to awesome looking forward to it well uh before we hop off here guys why don't you tell everybody um how they can check out triple beam so they can watch the video of brady's deer when it drops sounds like they can't watch the video of the fine nine because uh landon popped him but uh (laughs) tell everybody how they can check you guys out at triple beam yeah, we're uh, we're on about all social media at Triple Beam Outdoors, Facebook, Instagram. We do most of our posting on Instagram. We got and YouTube. We got the whole YouTube lineup going. We got the Deuce video to post. Um, I filmed my another buddy kill a one sixty eight. 
um, back in bow season. So we got that video coming. We got a whole bunch of turkey videos that we're going to upload this year from last year. Um, a lot of snow goose hunting left to do. So you can check us out on all the social medias, Instagram, you at Triple Beam Outdoors. Um, a little shout out to the crew, Spencer Mertens and Alan Retchen, Adam Weaver, Matt. OG with us and then me and Landon. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. And if I'm if I'm a little more patient, you'll get a video of me at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. don't hold your breath on any I, of us either. Yeah. That's yeah, right. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't blame you at all, man. I'm hoping to make it back to Kansas here. We might leave out tomorrow night. So hopefully we can get a little redemption out there and yeah, I'll not be the big. Yeah. I think I got a Kansas curse. Well, it happens. That's the state of Kansas. I break story. it sometime, though. Yep. Right? That's right. That's right. That's right. I get it. Hey, well, Brady and Landon Stockman, congrats, fellas, uh, on some yep. awesome deer, and appreciate you guys coming on today. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. all you guys. All right. Thank you, gentlemen.